Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Esther chapter number 7, when we left off at the end of chapter number 6, uh, we saw that in this story of Esther, that Haman, our evil villain in this passage of scripture, is uh, having to do something that he really does not like. Mordecai, uh, a Jew who would not bow to Haman, uh, has actually won. If you remember the story, uh, Mordecai wouldn't bow to Haman. Haman's so upset, so aggravated, so distraught by Mordecai that he's declared that all the Jews should be killed. He's tricked King Ahasuerus into uh, decreeing that all the Jews would be killed. And not that that is sufficient, he is going to have Mordecai hung on a set of gallows that he's had built the night before. And uh, Mordecai has uh, uh, been brought to a place of prominence in the king's mind. The king couldn't sleep that night and read about Mordecai saving his life. And the end product is Mordecai gets praise and glorified at the hand of Haman. And now we change gears because Haman is going to have a second banquet with Queen Esther And we're going to see the end of Haman come in uh, chapter number 7. Justice will be served and Haman's chickens are going to come home to roost. And uh, I think there's some things we can learn and glean from this passage. Esther chapter number 7, the Bible says in verse number 1, So the king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed, even to the high of the kingdom. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition, and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king, Ahasuerus, answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he and where is he that durst presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king arising from the banquet of wine and his wrath went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. For he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, will he force the queen also before me in the house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbona, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows, fifty cubits high, 
which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. And we come tonight to chapter 7, and Haman is hanged. And uh, if you have been following along in the story, it's, uh, it's about time, maybe one of your responses. It's about time, and Haman is getting what he deserves. Uh, part of me wants to rejoice that the evil villain is put to death, but then another part of me regrets, and my heart is broken that Haman has made such a terrible mess. I want to see the Haman-like characteristics that abide in my life. And I'll just tell you, I have them, and so do you. The temptation to be selfish, the temptation to be ruled and led by our flesh, the temptation to be full of pride, it dwells in all of us. May the Lord help us to identify the Haman that hangs out in all of our hearts. And it breaks my heart to see Haman hanged. But I'll have you know something. The Bible makes it very plain. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we see the end of Haman is the end of a life that is invested in wrong. And as J. Vernon McGee said very plainly, Haman's chickens came home to roost. I don't like it, but it's true. Haman is hanged. It's tonight's message title, and we're going to work our way through it. I listened to Alistair Begg preach a message on this chapter of the Bible, and he began his message with an interesting story. Sir Robert Watson Watt was the inventor of radar. It was a wartime invention, and the invention of radar changed things in a big way, and Sir Robert Watson Watt invented radar. It's kind of interesting to know that uh, after being paid for his invention in a big fashion and, uh, and going on to invent other things, uh, Sir Robert Watson Watt was traveling in Canada and a police officer radared him going too fast and he ended up getting arrested for speeding. And in response to his arrest at his own invention, he wrote this little poem. He said, Pity Sir Robert Watson Watt, strange target of his radar plot. And this with others I could mention, a victim of his own invention. And, uh, and uh, Watson Watt invented radar and ended up having to uh, bail himself out because of his own invention. I thought it was kind of interesting because I looked at a number of of different stories online. It was on the internet, so it's got to be true, of uh, people who were actually ended up being killed by their own inventions, chemists who invented certain things and suffered at their demise. There was a, a man that worked for General Electric who decided to put a, uh, a, a motor on a bicycle and motorize a bicycle, and he was killed on one of the very first uh, motorcycles. And uh, Death by invention. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't stop inventing things. And don't be afraid to invent things. But I can tell you this for sure. You reap what you sow. And that happens to Haman in a big way. 
We'll get to that at the very end, but I want to take a minute and we'll look at three different characters here that are very prominent in this text. One is Esther, two is Ahasuerus, and three is Haman. But I want to talk to you today, beginning number one, with Esther, who courageously stands. Esther courageously stands. Someone said it in this passage of Scripture, the first six verses is Esther spilling the beans. And she actually does uh, expose a lot of things in these first few verses. And I'll take just a minute and look at it. The Bible says in verse 1, So the king and Haman came to banquet with Queen Esther the queen, with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther, On the second day, at the banquet of wine, what is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee, and what is thy request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. If you remember, at the first banquet, the king asked, what is it that you want? What are you asking of me? And he offered on the the previous day, the previous banquet, the same offer. What would you have? I'll give you up to half the kingdom. And she said, I'll tell you what I want. I'll tell you what I want tomorrow if you'll banquet with me again. And so... Day two is here and Haman has come and the king and Esther and they're meeting together. And the Bible says in verse 3, Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition. Now, at this moment, Ahasuerus is completely uh, unaware that this... uh, edict that this command that this group of lawless people as Haman had presented it to him would be uh was also uh Esther's people he's completely unaware and so the queen queen Esther a person who has great favor in the king's eyes so much so that he's agreed two days in a row to banquet with her she looks at the king and says king what I want is I want you to protect my life because I'm going to die. Can you imagine the shock? She says, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. She says, I'm going to die. My people are going to die and I need you to intervene. Whoa, can you imagine? Hold on, what's happening? The Bible says in verse 4, she continues, for we are sold now, I think this is a fascinating statement. We are sold. I don't know if you remember the, uh, the going back and forth between Haman and Ahasuerus when Haman is tricking the king into letting this edict go out. Haman says, says I'll give you all this money to make up for the money that you're going to lose by losing all these Jews. I'll give you this money. I'll give you this money. I'll give you this money. And so Esther says, we've been sold. We've been sold out for we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed to be slain and to perish. She says, will you please save my life and my people's life? We've been sold. And she begins to use the same words that are used in the command, in the edict that was sent out to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. Then she says this in verse four, but if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue. She said, now listen, I'm just going to tell you how important this is. She says, King, if you just, if, if the edict had said, we're going to sell the Jews into slavery, men slaves and women slaves, if you're going to save, sell us into slavery, she said, I would have not, I wouldn't have brought that up. I wouldn't have said anything. And the last phrase of verse, uh, number four is a little bit, uh, a little bit confusing, but I think I can help it make sense. 
The Bible says, she says, if we'd been sold for bondmen and, and bondwomen, I'd held my tongue. Although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. That phrase, that, that sentence is a little bit difficult to understand. If we're just going to put it into simple terms, uh, she said, she said, if, if you'd saw, if we'd been sold as bondmen and bond went, bondmen and bondwomen, slaves, then I wouldn't have brought up because it wouldn't have been worth the bother to you. It wouldn't be worth, uh, worth, it wouldn't equal out. That word countervail means equal out. The complaint wouldn't be worth the damage that it would do to the king's schedule and the king's demeanor. And she says, I just, I wouldn't have brought it up. It just wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have been worth it. The time, it wouldn't have been worth your time. But look, king, they want to take, they want to take my life. The edict takes my life. The edict takes my people's life. The edict takes Mordecai's life. All the Jews are in danger. The Bible says in verse 5, Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he? And where is he? that durst presume in his heart to do so. Now, if we were to answer honestly, verse number five, uh, the king could have, she could have said, you need to look in the mirror, you big dummy. But Esther is a person that doesn't only have a beautiful face, but she's bright. And she understands that Haman has, uh, has coerced the king into doing something that he doesn't completely understand. And when the king says, who is he? Where is he? Esther, with great boldness, Esther, with great boldness, speaks up. The Bible says in verse number six, Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. I want to take just a moment and talk to you for just a second about Esther's courageous stand. Can you imagine the guts it took to put this on? Now, her people have been praying and Mordecai and his people have been praying and she's got the courage up to do the right thing. And I'll just tell you, when you decide to do the right thing and take a stand and trust in the Lord and believe the Lord and believe God in his ways, it pays. It's right. And Esther courageously stands for the glory of God. You know, it's easy to be a Christian in a church house. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.